I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Welcome back to To Be Honest. A lot has happened since、uh, last week's podcast.、Uh, for my Australian audience, I'm sure you know what happened because I'm based in Queensland. My residential office is、uh, right in front of the Brisbane、uh, River, so it has been a very tense few days、uh, for myself, to say the least. I dare say that、uh, we are officially out of the woods as of、uh, this morning. So I feel very blessed. Although my heart goes out to those who have lost their homes, houseboats, and even lives in the past few days, and certain parts of、uh, northern New South Wales, they are experiencing the rain bomb and. Enormous flood that we experienced a few days ago. So, if I may ask all of you to send them loving, healing energy, and also to the people in Ukraine. So now let's set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart. And imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light, and know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. Take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, 
slowly open your eyes. To be honest, I didn't realize that I was holding up so much anxiety and fear. To be honest, I thought I was doing well. I thought I was quite calm and I was controlling my thoughts, not allowing my brain to play the what-if game. Like, what if the water rises up to my balcony? Many people told me they experienced the flood in 2011 and it was scary for them. However, they lived through it and the flood water didn't come through to our garage level. You understood that intellectually. But as I was witnessing the water level rising higher and higher each hour, that is totally different from knowing. Knowing and experiencing are two different things. So that's why for a lot of people who are going through talk therapy, they still believe that if they know it intellectually, they have changed. But it doesn't work like that. One has to live through it, practice it, and experience it before any transformation can occur. So in the past few days, friends from near and far, they sent me concern messages and to make sure that I am all right and that I have a contingency plan uh, just in case I need to evacuate. So I really want to give them a shout out and tell them I really appreciate their love and I gladly and grateful to receive the love. So what better way to continue with the topic of how to love? It reminded me a few years back that I read an article, I believe was written by a lady, um, her name is Sandra Brown, M.A. In that article, she wrote something like to identify the characteristics of love versus toxic love. And she comes up with a list compiled with the help of the work of Melody Beatty and Terence Gorski. They mentioned that healthy love, number one, is to focus on the development of self. That is the very first priority. And toxic love is obsession with relationship. Needless to say, particularly when someone is addicted to relationships. Number two, healthy love is room to grow, expand, and also the desire for other to grow as well. Toxic love is all about security, meaning if a partner is fearful, insecure, and lonely, then the focus is on having that relationship as security and comfort, and the intensity of need seen as proof of love. That is toxic because in psychology, it's called neediness. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about the genuine kind of need. We are human beings, and we are fallible. And of course, there are times that we will need other people's help. And I'm not referring to those times. I am referring to when one can be responsible for their own feelings and security, and yet they are relying on their partner to do that for them, and that is unhealthy love. Number three, healthy love is expressed 
in separate interests as well. That means you are supposed to have other friendships other than your romantic friendship. Maintain other meaningful relationships with friends and colleagues versus unhealthy love is an absolute total involvement, limited social life, neglect of friends and other interests just because they are not the same as the partners. Number four, healthy love is about having appropriate trust. That means trusting partner to behave according to fundamental nature. And definitely not blind trust because that would be unhealthy. And having jealousy, possessiveness, fear of competition are also considered unhealthy. Number five, encouragement of each other's expansion. That means to give room to your partner to grow and expand instead of restricting them to change and grow as a person. Secure in your own worth is considered healthy, obviously. And the unhealthy love would be preoccupation with others' behavior. Now, you want them to change their behavior, not because it's maladaptive, but because you want to change their behavior to suit your certainty needs. Number six, healthy love is all about a compromise, negotiation, or taking turns at leading, problem solving together, and toxic or unhealthy love is all about power struggle and power place for control blaming, passive aggressiveness, or even aggressive manipulation. Number seven is quite important. Healthy love is embracing of each other's individuality. And toxic love is trying to change the other to your own image. Number eight, healthy love is about relationship that deals with all aspects of reality, whereas toxic love, the relationship is based on delusion or fantasy and, worst of all, avoidance of the unpleasant. Number nine, healthy love is make sure both partners take extreme self-care, physical, mental, and emotional, not dependent on others' moods. So obviously the opposite is toxic or unhealthy, and that is expectation that one partner will fix and rescue the other one by making them feel happy and not lonely. That's toxic. Ten, healthy love is to make sure you behave in a way that is loving detachment meaning with healthy concern, of obviously, um, about your partner's well-being while you can let go. Whereas the opposite is toxic, fused, fusion. There's no boundaries, no clear-cut boundaries, being obsessed with each other's problems and feelings. And to be honest, setting boundaries and knowing your own boundaries and also your partner's boundaries... This is an important skill to have as far as healthy love is concerned. 
I definitely will spend at least one episode, if not two, in the near future to teach this skill and to explain what it is. And if your partner does not understand what boundaries are all about, most likely you are experiencing toxic love and toxic relationship. Eleven. Sex is free choice growing out of caring and friendship, whereas toxic love is pressure around sex due to fear, insecurity, and need for immediate gratification. Number twelve. Now this one is a good indicator of healthy love, and that is the ability for the individual to enjoy solitude by being alone. Now make sure that it is not the avoidance type of solitude that would be toxic love. Healthy solitude. Is that you use that valuable time to self-reflect and to do whatever that you enjoy doing without your partner being there. And the opposite, toxic love, is unable to endure separation and clingy. Thirteen is that there is a cycle of comfort and contentment when you are experiencing healthy love, whereas the opposite is a cycle of pain and despair. Remember this: healthy love is not painful. If you feel pain in that relationship, that is toxic relationship for sure. Last on the list is definitely not the least. Conversations must be based upon the intent to understand and be understood, help or convey affection. The opposite toxic love is that conversations based upon intent to blame, defend, or manipulate. So, my audience, let me end this episode by reminding you again that love is not supposed. To be painful, of course, there can be some pain involved in any relationship. But if it is painful most of the time, then something is not quite right, and that cannot be healthy. Because loving relationships are based upon appreciation and affection, and not fear and manipulation. And most important of all is to have empathy. Because if one partner lacks empathy, they are not going to be interested in your needs and wants and overall well-being. Not genuinely. Why? Because their needs will always trump yours. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www. drbarbarakiao. com. D R B A R 
B A R A K I A O dot com. 